Hello, and welcome to the Essentials of Faith program. Have you ever noticed how some people complicate even the simplest Bible teachings as though God's hiding something from us? Maybe you've been frustrated in your search for meaning in life. I have great news. God knows just what you need, and you did not find this program by happenstance. We will unpack essential truths from Scripture that will change your life forever. What's more, you will discover a new and vibrant experience with God. I hope you're ready. And now, here's your host, author, speaker, L. David Harris. Peace and blessings, listening friends. We know that you could have chosen to spend your time doing any one of a number of things, but we are excited that you have chosen instead to invest some of it with us. My name is L. David Harris. I'm your host for today, and we are going to uh, continue our discussion from yesterday under the title Locked and Loaded Part 2, and we're going to highlight briefly seven weapons to fight the good fight of faith in your life. And uh, like uh, my announcer said, I hope you're ready. Let's go ahead and pray and jump right in. Father in heaven, thank you for the blessing of opening your word and for your spirit. And I pray that he will fill us all and that we will be drawn into your presence and that we will learn to love you as a result and be prepared for this fight that we all must win. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know that today is going to be probably our most ambitious uh, program because there are so many verses and so little time, but you can always rewind and go again uh, if I'm going too fast for you. But yesterday we realized that um, the weapons that we need to get through this struggle, this war that all of us have to deal with, cannot be of human devising. We can't deal with lust and pride and feelings of racism and uh, gossiping and all of these things that we deal with as human beings struggling against sin in our lives by using uh, physical uh, weapons of warfare. And so today we're going to deal with seven weapons to fight this good fight of faith. And I hope you're ready. We're going to begin in Ephesians chapter 6 verses 11 through 18. And the Bible reads, But put on the whole armor. See, we need to be covered in the entire armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We identified wiles yesterday. Just go back to yesterday's program so we can listen to that. Verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So now we understand from verse 11 what the purpose of the armor is, so we can overcome the wiles of the devil. In verse 12, we can identify the enemy, even though verse 11 talked about him. Now we continue with the implements of war. Verse 13, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, in case you didn't get it uh, the first time, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, And having done all to stand, here we go. Verse 14, stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. And so the first question you need to be asking yourself is, what is truth? The Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. 
John chapter 17 and verse 17 reads, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Okay, one more. Psalm chapter 119, verse 151. The Bible says, Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are truth. And so the truth is Jesus Christ himself. Do you have him in your life? The truth is his word as a whole. And the truth is the Ten Commandment law. The Bible continues, And having on the breastplate of righteousness. Again, the question is, well, what is righteousness? Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 16 says that the Lord is our righteousness. He is the Lord our righteousness. But further, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible reads, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, okay, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So the Bible says here that Jesus himself is our righteousness. Continuing, verse 15. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Well, the gospel of peace? What does the Bible say about that? Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 reads, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Did you get that? Of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also unto the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And of course, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, But now in Christ Jesus ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. And we shouldn't be surprised that Jesus is our peace because Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Let's continue. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Faith, number four, implement of war. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 says, Wherefore, seeing ye also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is before us, looking unto Jesus, wait a minute, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Are you getting what we're saying here, every single one of the implements of war have been Jesus so far. All four. Let's keep going. Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation. Wait a minute. Salvation? The Bible reads in uh, Acts chapter 4, verses 10 through 12. That's number five implement of war. Salvation, helmet of salvation. Verse 10, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel uh, let's see, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you whole. Let's go right to verse 12. 
neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And so even in our salvation, Jesus is the one. Jesus is our salvation. The Bible continues, And the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Number six, implement of war, the word of God, or the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The Bible says in uh, John chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Wait a minute. So Jesus is the Word of God. In fact, in John chapter 5 and verse 39, the Bible says that, um, you know, he was speaking to some people who did not love him, Jesus speaking. He said, um, uh, search the Scriptures. You do that. That's what you do. You search the Scriptures. For in them ye think ye have eternal life. They are they that testify of me. And so when Jesus uh, is being identified as the word of God, every scripture in the Bible is in some way, somehow directing us to Jesus Christ. He's the one of whom the scriptures speak. And so Jesus is the word of God. And he has given us understanding of himself through the Bible that we call the Word of God, okay? And so you're probably wondering, well, what is the rest of the implement of war? We've gone through six, the Word of God going backwards, salvation, okay, faith, okay, the gospel of peace, okay, righteousness, okay, let's keep going, truth. So we've got six, but what is the seventh? There are so many people who read through uh, this armor of God grouping of scriptures, and don't realize that the seventh is seating, sitting right in verse 18. And the Bible continues, praying always with all what? Prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So this is not just sort of an afterthought of exhortation. No, this prayer is one of the implements of war. If you think that's not true, go, go to battle in your spiritual life against the enemy without prayer and see what that gets you. Hmm? I'm not saying you should actually try that, but you see what that gets you. The Bible says in John chapter 14, verses 13 and 14, And whatsoever ye ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask anything in my name, I will do it. This is the promise of Jesus Christ, that if we ask anything according to the will of God, in the name of Jesus, then he will complete that prayer with his stamp of approval, and he will do it. Of course, this is in the spirit of Christ. This is in the name of Christ. This is something based on what he could approve conscientiously, if you want to say that's probably not the best way to say it. And so according to his will, Jesus will answer our prayers. Did you notice that? He will do it. Mm-hmm. So even prayer has to be bathed and covered and done through Jesus. We see that in the Old Testament sanctuary of sacrifices, uh, that uh, altar of burnt incense that would waft over the, the, uh, 
curtain from the holy place into the most holy place. The New Testament writer said that it's the prayer of the saints. And so if the prayer of the saints is appearing before God, the Father, then that must be covered. That that sweet savor, that, that wonderful uh, incense must be representing Jesus Christ himself. He's a, a wonderful savior to have. And so the key to all of our victory, the key to victorious living, we're not telling you how to use the keys today, but we're identifying the keys. The key is to put on Christ. Every single one of these seven implements of war have been Jesus Christ, and we need to be fully clad, fully covered, fully confident in Christ in order to be victorious in this life. Does it seem like I'm making this up? Well, let's see. What did you say, Paul? The Bible reads in Romans chapter 13 and verse 14, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you get that? He said, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. And so if you want to be victorious, just put on Christ. You go on outside in the rain and maybe you use an umbrella or raincoat. If you live in a place where it snows and it's very cold, you put on the right clothing to deal with the snow, especially if it's seven or eight inches. You put on some boots if you have, uh, you know, boots available. You put on boots when you go outside. So if you're going to go to war, you need to armor yourself up. And if you're going to war in a spiritual way, in a spiritual realm against a devil whom you can't see, and even if you could, you couldn't win against in a physical altercation, but you're dealing with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life like the rest of us, then you need the weapons of warfare. What are they? From the bottom up, number seven, prayer. Number six, the word of God. Number five, salvation. Number four, faith. Number three, the gospel of peace. Number two, righteousness. Number one, truth, all of which are Jesus Christ himself. And so I bid you adieu. Go outside. Go into your life, but do not go without Jesus. Put on Christ and live the victorious life. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. Always remember, the revelation of God's Word gives light. It provides understanding to the simple. Until next time, be at peace.